starting on the itchy bit. Like there's ants under my skin crawling all over me. I'm telling you, Doc, another couple of minutes and I'm not going to care if you've got a patient in there or not. I'm not going to care about anything. Even killing. I'm coming in. Theater 5 presents The Fix. saying you ever fixed anyone before, but, you, but you, 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 you've got to fix me. Now, maybe you don't have any H around, but you've got something that'll hold me for a while. Doctors always have. Yeah, but I haven't. That's what I meant when I said you'd made a mistake. You see, I'm not that kind of a doctor. I'm a psychiatrist. What? I don't believe you. Sit down there at the desk and keep your hands where I can see them. What's in here? The bathroom. Oh, yeah. But then... Outside there. The waiting room. That's all there is. But there must be something. What am I going to do? You know what happens when you get this way? I could kill someone. Anyone. As easy as... Yes, I know. Here, take one of these. What is it? It's the only medication I have here. The tranquilizer. Ah, oh, that won't do any good. Not in the shape I'm in. I know, but it'll help. What about a treatment center? Oh, Sure. They give you a small, quick shot if you're really climbing the walls, but then they got you. They keep you there and try and make you kick the bit. Well, have you ever tried it, kicking it? You kidding. I tried it twice, couldn't make it. Why? Because I'm hooked, that's why. Everybody's hooked with something. With me, it's junk. With you, it's you got to have a car, a fancy address, and Brooks Brothers suits. You think you're better off than me? <laughs> if that's what I was hooked with, no. But it's not. I'm afraid I'm hooked with something else. Like what? Well, like the need to help people. 
Oh, for crying out loud. What do we get now, the salvation routine? No, no. I'm just stating a fact. My father was a drunk. Died when I was five. My mother didn't give a hoot about me. All the time I was a kid, I kept wanting someone to be interested in me, but no one was, so we call it compensation. Because having someone care about me was terribly important to me. What are you getting at? I'm trying to explain why I'm interested in you and anyone who comes in here. Yeah. Don't answer that. What? Why not? Are you kidding? You think I'm going to have you saying there's a crazy hophead here called a fuzz? All right. But it's going to look much worse if I don't answer it. Because it's either my wife or my phone service. They both know I'm here. And if I don't answer... Okay. Go ahead, then. But remember... I'm holding this heater on you. I remember. Hello? Oh, yes. Hello, Mrs. Gibson. How are you? No? What's wrong? Wh when was this? I see. Come on, Doc. Shake it up. Oh, that shouldn't surprise you. I told you it might happen, didn't I? Yes. Now, Mrs. Gibson, please. I know how you feel. Yes, I do. But I want you to stop that and listen to me. You know I know you, understand you. There's no one who understands you better than I do. Now, the next thing is, do you trust me? Oh, come on now. Knock it off. Good. Well, then I'll tell you that nothing is going to happen to you. You're not going to do anything foolish, and you're going to be all right. Yes, that's a promise. Now, do you think you can wait until tomorrow for us to go into this whole thing? Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm busy at the moment, but I, I should be through soon. Then I'll be, I'll be right over. Oh, I'd say about an hour. Right. Goodbye. Well, it sure sounded like she'd flipped her wig. Who was she? One of my clinic patients. Clinic? Yeah. I'm at a hospital most of the day. I only see patients here late in the afternoon at night. Oh? Yeah, what was with her? Boyfriend belled her one? Not exactly. Her husband just left her. Big deal. Well, as it happens, it is. The first time I saw her was at the hospital right after they'd pulled her out of the river. Did she jump or was she pushed? She jumped from the Grand Street Bridge. She wanted to die. And you thought she shouldn't. That's right. I told you. That's what I'm hooked on. Knowing what it's like to be alone, frightened, and hopeless. Because the child we once were is always with us. Anyway, I've been treating her, Mrs. Gibson, for about six months now. Making good progress, too. But now... She's flipped again. No. If she had, she wouldn't have called me. But she did call me. She knows she can trust me. That's why... Well, you heard what I said to her. I'd like to get over there as soon as possible. In other words, you want me to blow, is that it? No, not necessarily. But I think we should get down to cases and decide just what we can do for you. What's your name? What's the difference? What I'd just like to know. I like to deal with people, not numbers or faces. Well, you can call me Duke. What do you do? I'm a musician. An arranger. Oh. I thought so. Thought what? That the way you've been acting and talking is a defense. That actually you've got a certain amount of background. I've read a few books, so what? Well, once I know that, perhaps we can really do something for you. Now, suppose I took you over to the hospital and let them give you something to... What's that? It's the doorbell. Well, I know that. I mean, who is it? I don't know. It's the cops. Oh, that Mrs. Gibson jazz, the whole phone bit was a phony. 
What do you mean? I mean there is no Mrs. Gibson. The whole thing was a tip-off to someone to call the law. You don't really believe or trust anyone, do you? Why should I? Well, you ought to try it sometime, like now. You might be surprised. Excuse me. Stay where you are, Doc. Don't move and don't try and open that door. I'm afraid I have to, Duke. For your sake as well as my own. No, you just start out of here and I'll blow you wide open. Don't you think we've had enough of this? Put that toy gun away. Toy? Certainly. I knew it was toy from the very beginning. I didn't say anything about it because I was interested in you. Thought if we talked, I might be able to do something for you. But now... I'll be right back. Doc, I'm warning you. I heard you. Okay, Doc, maybe the gun's a phony, but this is a... Dr. Rand. What? Why, yes. Oh. I was beginning to get worried. The lights were on, so I knew you were there, but I've been ringing and ringing. I was busy on the telephone. I see. Could I talk to you a few minutes, Doctor? I'm afraid not. Not <clears throat> right now, anyway. It's very late, and I was just leaving. I know, and I hate to bother you, but it's terribly important. I'm sorry. Why, why don't you make it tomorrow? Because it won't wait till tomorrow. Please, Doctor. If I say it's important, it is. You got to give me a few minutes. You got to. The cop was still standing there watching, and he was starting to look at me kind of funny, so. Yeah, all right. <clears throat> Come on in. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks very much. Uh, in there? Yeah. Sit down. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've never met. Of course, I know all about you, just as you must know about me. I'm John Backer. Backer? Yes. Lily's father. Oh. Oh, yes. That was the first thing I wanted to ask you about, Lily. How, how is she? Why, she, uh, she's fine. Oh, then you've seen her recently. Well, no, not exactly recently. Not, not for a little while. Well, then how do you know she's fine? Well, well, I've, I've heard she was. Oh, you mean you get reports? Yeah. But how do you know they're reliable? I mean, well, you know as well as I do that you can't always trust what people say. Look what they used to say about me. They? The neighbors. Isn't that how the whole thing started with them? Well, I don't know. At least... Oh, I... but you must know. What did they tell you? Well, these teachers and all at the school. What did they tell you when they sent her to see you at the clinic? Well, they just said it, it, it might be a good thing. It might, it might help if she, she came talk to me. Help. 
And did it help? Look at what's happened because they were such busybodies. Lily's miserable. No matter what you say, Doctor, she must be. After all, I'm all she's got now, and she loves me. How could she be happy living with strangers? As for me... Well, do I have to tell you about these last few weeks? You know what it's like there, don't you? The locked doors, the bars on the windows, the doctors... It was then that it got to me. I'd been too busy worrying about the cop, wondering if he was gone yet to really look at Backer. But now it suddenly hit me like a mainline shot. He wasn't just a kook or an oddball, he was a psycho. Clean off his rocker. I asked you a question, Doctor. Do you know what it's like in there? What? Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Backer. Yes, of course. The, the thing is, well... I'm afraid I've, I've, I've really got to ask you to go now. Like I said before, it's awfully late, and I, uh, I have to go see someone. But I haven't patient. had a chance to ask you the really important question yet. The one I've been thinking about and thinking about all this time. Why did you do it? Why did I... Have me sent away. You say you know what it's like in there. But, but I, 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 I didn't... Maybe I... not directly, but you were behind it. You must have been. The only one who knew about my voices was Lily... I started saying a little something about him right after my wife died. About how I'd heard from her and she was fine, but people used to look at me so strangely that I stopped. So the only one who really knew was Lily. After all, Mary was her mother, so I used to call her in whenever Mary talked to me. And she must have told you about it, and you must have told them, the other doctors, because that was one of the things they kept asking me about all the time, that I was in there, in that place. But I didn't, Mr. Backer. I don't lie, I... doctor, don't lie. I know that man is but flesh, and the flesh is weak, and I can forgive him his weakness and even his wickedness. But the thing that can be forgiven, the unforgivable sin, is lying. But I'm telling you, I... Don't answer that, Doctor. Get your hands away from it. I don't know where he'd been carrying the gun. I didn't even see him pull it. All I know is that suddenly it was there in his hand. And it wasn't phony like mine. You don't like this, do you? I don't like it either. I hate violence. But after all, this is a violent world we're living in now. And as my voice has explained to you... Can't you stop that thing? I'm afraid... Well, then I'll stop it! There. Now we can talk. I think that's a very good idea. <clears throat> I think we should talk. I... I... I want to ask you something. Do you think I dig you? I... I... I, <clears throat> I mean, that I understand you. I don't know. How could you? You've never met me before. Oh, that's got nothing to do with it. After all... That's my job, listening to people and trying to figure them out. You think you're the only one walking around feeling everyone's after you, against you, looking at you like there's something wrong with you? I get people like that coming in here all the time. You do? Of course. It's my job to help them. And if I can help them, I can help you. But how can you if you don't believe in my voices? I didn't say that I didn't believe in you them. You mean you do? Well, let's say that I think you believe. That's the important thing, isn't it? And, well, do you want me to tell you where I think your trouble started? 
Yeah? Well, we doctors have a saying that the child we were once is still around. Still with us. The child we were once. Uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Now, what kind of a child were you? I mean, were you happy when you were a kid? No, I can't say that I was. We lived on a farm miles from anywhere, and I was pretty lonesome, even when I went to school. Uh-huh. Now, what about your wife? Mary? She was the most wonderful person I've ever known. She was a waitress in a place where I used to eat. As soon as I saw her, I knew she was lonesome, too. She was the only person I ever met I could really talk to. And so you got married, and after a while, she died. Yeah. Well, don't you see how the whole thing fits together? I mean... What's that? What's what? Well, that knocking. I don't hear anything. Well, it, it stopped now, but it sounded as if... Wait a minute. There it is again, don't you hear it? No, no, no. At least, look, <clears throat> let's get back to what we were talking about. You. Now, I don't I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that knocking. You really don't hear it? I told you, no. In other words, you think I'm imagining it, like my voices. No, 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 no. I mean, well, <clears throat> maybe I do hear something, but it's, it, 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 it's, it's outside there. It's not the outside. It's here. Here in your office somewhere. Now, look, Mr. Backer, do you believe me? Trust me. No, I tell you, it's not outside. It's coming from in there. But... Now, stay where you are. Don't move. I'm going to see. Yes. Uh, there's a man in there in the bathroom, tied up. Okay, so maybe there is, but I can explain. You don't that... have to explain. It's all very clear now. Ah, for a few minutes before, when we were talking, I almost believed you. But now I know you're just like all the rest of them. You lied to me. You said you didn't hear anything, but you did. Not only that, but you lied when you said you wanted to help me. You don't really help people. This is what you do. You tie them up and send them away someplace. It's probably what you did to Lily. My Lily. What? But it's not. It's not. I, I, I told you I could explain. What'd you say, Mary? Bad. Oh, but it wasn't a bad thing. It, it was a good thing. After all, he did lie to me, and lying is wrong, isn't it? No, Mary. Of course, I won't hurt anyone else. <laughs> I'd throw the gun away. There. And I'll untie that man he's got inside there, and when the police come, I'm going Open up in there! Open up! Oh, Mary. I think they're here. Excuse me while I go let them in. The Fix, written by Robert Newman and directed by Warren Somerville. In the cast, 
Cliff Carpenter, Stotts Cotsworth, and Ian Martin. Audio engineer, Neil Pulse. Sound technician, Ed Blaney. Original music by Alexander Vlasdotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Edward A. Byron. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. This has been an ABC Radio Network production.